following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 91 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is, of course, uh, the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you uh, brand new episodes every Monday for about like two years now. Uh, episode 100 is slowly approaching. And uh, hey, if you love us and you want to hear more of us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash PWTcast, where uh, for as low as five bucks a month, you can get an extra uh, podcast from us in the form of Scrump and Stank's family video. And uh, if you, you know, if one podcast isn't enough, well, then uh, you can sign up for the $10 tier and you get an additional uh, podcast from us in the form of Go, Go, Scrump and Stank. Uh, this week, I'm actually going to be releasing uh, a free episode of Go, Go, Scrump and Stank. Much like last week, I released uh, a free episode of uh, Scrump and Stank's family video where we talked about uh, 1995's cinematic masterpiece known as Mortal Kombat uh, with front of the show Juan David. Dave and I did an episode this week uh, on Bulk and Skull that kind of just went all over the place. And I figured, hey, if someone's kind of on the fence and, you know, uh, maybe this will persuade them to to sign up for that tier. Uh, but, I mean, hey, otherwise, uh, go leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, that always helps with the algorithm. Um, funny enough, we were at, like, 4.9, and then someone just left us a five-star. So we got bumped back up to five. So uh, shout-out to whoever left us that five-star review, um, as well as uh, shout-out to Dave because you told me you've got an interesting story about your brother Chris, who, for those of you guys unaware, I – Dave's brother's – Dave's – brother chris always has like the best stories i've i've only met the man and hung around with him a few times um but always has the best story so hit me with this chris story before we get into uh everything else so like this this week i found out that like every last uh weekend of the month that at the kane county fairgrounds they do something called the chicago toy show and so it's it's imagine just a big flea market and at the King County Fairgrounds, they got like, you know, it's it's normally for like chickens and rabbits and stuff. So they got like a chicken tent, a rabbit tent, and then they fill these out with vendors selling, you know, highly collectible action figures. And so we walk in and we're kind of excited. And like literally the very first booth we walk to, there's this guy like yelling at the customers. He's just kind of being like an obnoxious carnival barker style seller. He goes, make me an offer. Make me a fair offer on anything. I got the proof. I'll accept any fair offer. And he's just kind of like, but like it was very aggressive. And I was like, all right. And so everyone knows I collect Ninja Turtle toys. So there's in Ninja Turtles 2, there was Toka and Rezar. And they, you know, those were really hard figures to find from NECA. And they're on the secondary market. You're looking about 150. And so if anyone's got these turtle figures, they know exactly what they got. But I'm looking at this guy and he's he's saying, you know, make me a fair offer. And he's also saying, I don't want to take any inventory with me. So I'm like, all right, what I'll do is I'll go search around. And then when we leave toward the end of the show, I'll see if it's still there. And then maybe I could lowball him a little bit because he's going to want to not carry it back with him. Right. Mm-hmm. So so we walk around and then like my brother's kind of getting, you know, he came with me kind of as moral support. He wasn't really looking for anything. And then he's just kind of getting annoyed because 
if you've ever been to any toy convention, it's a lot of Funko Pops, a lot of Star Wars Black Series stuff, and a lot of people pricing to haggle. Like, they're overpricing their stuff like crazy just so you can talk them down, right? So we're going through this. He's kind of annoyed. He's like, hey, I'm hungry. Let's go. And I'm like, we got to go stop by that guy, see if he's got Toko and Razor. And we go back there. It's still sitting there. It's actually one of the prominent pieces that he's still got left. So I'm looking at it. He's like, hey, make me an offer. I'll, I'll take any fair offer. So I said 80, knowing it, secondary market's 150. But I figured he would counter with 120, and we would settle probably around there. So I said 80, and he goes, man, put that box down. You ain't ready to buy this shit. Get the fuck out of here. And I was like, what? Jesus. But I wasn't even mad. I, like, I was amused. And I said, I thought you said any fair offer. He's like, that shit ain't fair. You know how much that thing costs. And then I'm like, all right, man. All good. I was kind of laughing at, like, and then Chris got so mad because he had been frustrated. He Like, he didn't like the guy to begin with. And then as we're walking the guy, walking back, this guy starts talking shit to us. He's like, get the fuck out of here with your lowball offer. And I'm like, what? And I'm just laughing. And then Chris turns around and he said, yeah, fuck you, asshole. And like, there's like families and like children there. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. He goes, no, fuck this guy. He gets really mad. And then, <laughs> uh, the guy's like, uh, I made $5,000 today, so I must be doing something right. And then, you know, Chris, Chris said, yeah, well, you go. He's like, why don't I stick my foot up your ass, you piece of shit? And I was like, let's go. Let me get the fuck out of here. So... He was like, there was a time where I was that guy. And so it was weird. I had this almost out of body experience where I was like, oh, that must have been what it looked like to other people when I wasn't being an asshole. <laughs> so we're walking out. And I was like, Chris, it's not worth it. He's like, I, I just don't like that guy. You know, and he's like flipping him the double bird. And like, <laughs> there's this lady walking with a stroller, like, oh my God. And I, I half expected my brother to look and say, you can get it too, lady. So like I'm like ushering him and like my youngest stepson Jacob he's like Jesus what's going on but uh, so we almost got in a fight and kicked out of uh, Cape County but we were on the way out anyways we had already gotten what we needed so I once went to one of those like uh, like a smaller scale um, show like that it was over yeah. by um, Bridgeview or Bridgeport. Uh, uh, Matt, it was by where Matt Nix's parents live, which I know helps, does not help in the slightest bit if you don't know where his parents live, by like Toyota Park, um, almost. And I remember my, because I'm also, I'm very bad at like haggling, you know? Like, yeah. if someone has something listed for $100, I'm just like, jeez, oh, like, I don't, like, in my head, I don't want to be that person where I'm just like 60 yes. bucks and then they yell at me to get the fuck out. So instead yeah. of what I did was uh, Michael and Monica were there. Maybe Matthew. I don't know. Um, but definitely Michael and Monica were there. And so Michael, this was, I don't even think M3 Toys was the thing then. Maybe, maybe it was. Um, maybe like in its early infancy. Uh, and I remember just walking around with him. And this was also, again, I, I had stopped buying Funko Pops. But there was all these like right. very elusive ones that I wanted. And Michael would go to these tables and be like, he would buy like two, $300 worth of shit. And so yeah, I'd get this out. Yeah. And I'd be there and I'd be like, and tell them that you want the Dr. Strange uh, Ghost Rider, the normal one and the glow in the dark one. 
you know, he'd be like, what? And I'd be like, just ask him if you can get the glow in the dark one and the normal one. And he would, and that's how I wound up getting like, uh, like a good number of like these elusive pops. Like there's like specifically this like Marty McFly on the hoverboard that online was going for like 175, maybe 200 bucks. And I think like he talked the guy down to like 70 based on like the sheer amount of stuff he was buying yeah. but like Michael's very good at that, by the oh way. michael very, yeah very good at haggling um yeah. but like I, honestly those toy fairs and things like that can be very like like intimidating because there's so much stuff yeah. and it's like you know like i find often like if you find if you find what you want at one table you can like all right let me go check all the other ones but what you don't want is to come back and they're just like oh no i got rid of these turtle figures sorry yeah like it's always just it's hit or miss really well also what i feel too is and the reason why i did like like you i don't like to haggle um i did a little haggling today but it was more like hey i'm buying like three items can you give me a deal and, it, and I wouldn't name the price. I would just see, see if they would give it to me. And for the most part, I, I got a few deals. You know, I ended up saving maybe like 20, 30 bucks total. But um, like, so in the instance of this Toka and Razor, I know, I know what the price is. I could get it with free shipping off of eBay for 150. But if I'm going to a show that I paid admission to and I got to walk around, these sellers got to expect that like, I'm not going to do that and then pay what I can get for free shipping on eBay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you got to, and there was a lot of people that were, they were definitely like, they had like an $850 Star Wars lunchbox. So I was like, no way, dude. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'd say I, I liked it. I'll probably go back probably by myself this time, you know, without anger, man. But, um, yeah, it's really hit or miss. And I was also, I went there specifically looking for weird stuff because you know me, I like putting weird stuff on my desk mm-hmm. and, but all the weird stuff was so expensive and I was like, all right, maybe, maybe not this time, but see, I, while you've been traversing, you know, within kind of, well, it's funny cause things are, I don't want to say things are going back. Nature is healing is, is what I want to say. Yes. Nature is healing specifically yep. as far as like more people are starting to get vaccinated and stuff this week for the first time in like a long time. I actually like went out to a restaurant like to eat. Uh, I went with a friend of the show, Vivian uh, and uh, by our friend, Diana, we went to Pequod's and it was the last time I'd been there was, so I think I've talked about it on here before there uh there's some random like vice new zealand uh film crew that filmed the uh like a wrestling comedy thing with marty DeRosa and cole cabana um by virtue of uh me and nick were the only ones at the shop in castro me nick and castro were the only ones at the shop at the time like we wound up being in the film like one of my buddies adam from new zealand shout out adam love you buddy uh like i remember him messaging me he was just like hey you're in this like vice documentary over here and i was just like oh shit um it it was like again like they recorded kind of just going around one hour tees and then like the wrestling school and then we went to pequod's which for those of you guys unaware pequod's is a pizza place over here in chicago they're famous for their deep dish pizza um very good very popular if you know if you come into town that's typically where i like tell people like there or lumonati's um you know stay away from giro donald's because um 
but it, it's a very popular place so afterwards we wound up going there but they wanted to shoot b-roll footage so we literally walked around like that neighborhood that like right there around there for like yeah 20 30 minutes and it wasn't even that cold out but it was just walking around over and over for those 20 30 minutes that we were freezing but like at the end of it we got to get like free pizza and that was also funny enough there's the the um the director the you know the woman who's in charge of the whole project um like she looked familiar and i remember so uh, sarah shockey she was there as well and i was just like ah. I was like, she looks familiar. I was like, do you think maybe she knows Taika Waititi? That's how I know her. And she's like, I don't know, ask her. And I'm like, no, that's such like an ignorant American thing for me to do, you know? Like, <laughs> hey, do you know the other New Zealand fucking director? Um, but it turned out she did. She's uh, in what we do in the shadows, the movie, uh, very temporarily. Oh. Yeah, she's like in there in the beginning. And once she said it, I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, you're, I was like, you're the one who's draining the vampire. And you're like, oh, I'm a very hungry girl, huh? And she was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, but that was the last time that I'd gone there, and yeah, it was it was just it was it was just weird, like being out, like kind of normal. I mean, granted, as normal as can be, you know, everyone was still wearing masks and stuff, like when, when you got up from the table. Um, but yeah, that was like the most normal that I've felt like in a while. And again, you like I kind of mentioned, like oh, like nature is healing. Um, like movie theaters have started to open up, and I guess that's kind of my like segue into talking about like this mortal Kombat movie because i've seen a good amount i've seen a good amount of friends that actually went to the movie theaters and like i went to go see tenet and that x-men movie um when the theaters were still kind of open um but also like i'm someone who either goes very early or very late like i will you will not catch me at like a six o'clock showing of something because i fucking i i treat the movies more like i i would like an opera or something you know where it's like Hey, let's let's just be cool and quiet and show respect. Like, I was funny enough rewatching Infinity War last night. I hated watching Infinity War in the movie theaters, mainly because everyone hooting and hollering all the time. Oh, like, like you yeah. know, you know, Spider Man is in this. You know, Captain America is in this. They, right. they were they were advertised. They're on the fucking poster. You know. Like, if fucking, if Galactus shows up, then, oh my god, by all means, l- lose your shit and right. fucking start, you know, hooping and hollering. But, like, I don't know. And I get it. Like, I, I sound like old old man scrump here complaining about <laughs> like, it. get off my lawn. Yeah, get off my lawn. But I'm just, that's the way I am. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Uh, you know, this new one came out. I, uh, so I stayed up to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. I actually wound up taking, like, a nap. I came home from work took a nap woke up around like 1 30 showered you know came down and uh watched falcon winter soldier which we'll, we'll get to um but then after that like i was i wasn't tired and so i was like you know what i'm like mortal kombat had dropped let me i was like let me watch that if i get tired i'll go to bed um but i wound up watching the whole thing i'll talk about how i felt about it uh which heads up spoilers if you haven't seen it um we're gonna probably spoil the fuck out of it for a little bit um so i don't know man maybe fast forward 20 minutes or so i don't know i apologize um oh by the way there is no guest this week this is uh one of our birdman episodes where uh, dave and i are just or an at home episode um so yeah probably just gonna go a little bit all over the place um yeah so if you don't want it spoiled, I don't know, man, maybe like 15, 20 minutes you honestly you as a listener know us best so you 
you guys can kind of figure out what we'll uh stop talking about it but i again i liked it i really liked the movie um i don't really care for the lore of the video games um yeah as familiar as i am with mortal kombat are the first two movies you know mortal kombat and mortal kombat annihilation so again i thought this was a fresh take it was clear it clearly didn't follow again the lore of the video games story sure was a little like like the way i've described this movie is like it is just okay it, it is just that like it's not you know mad max fury road it is not fucking the departed like it is just it's an okay movie you can put on very much like the other two mortal Kombat movies like uh you know with when it comes to video game movies they're not off like often they're not like the most sophisticated written out things you know i think you know with like there's like that last of us hbo series the genre might change a little bit you can even argue with like detective pikachu and sonic you know like what is like a year or two ago those kind of helped as far as like making it more of um like an actual movie or an actual film than just like a popcorn movie um again i thought it was fine like this was clearly there's clearly this was pre-tournament you know again from from reading some interviews with the director he's like well this was always intended to be pre-tournament the second film would be the actual tournament and the third film would be the uh fallout of you know whatever happens to the tournament um it, it i kind of got like x-men vibes from it like you know um x-men 2000 vibes from it uh yeah. based on like they you know they all have their like secret move basically their special move that they unlock um through one thing or the other also kind of reminded me of power rangers like the the 2017 reboot the one that that we talked about how like they had to kind of like tap into that like strong emotion um but i mean again i i kind of just overall like i enjoyed it like it's not the perfect movie um but I thought it was fun. I also, uh, and speaking of, um, what do you call it? Of True Blood, uh, the guy who plays Jax was uh, Eggs from True Blood from like season yes. two or three, which I had no idea. And that, and that was also one of the things too that I liked about this movie is that like there were some people that I recognized, um, but others, some I didn't, which like always kind of makes for, you know, it, it's it's kind of better that way because I don't focus too much. Like, there's been an online support of like cast John, cast the Miz as Johnny Cage, and I vehemently like please don't do that. Like I hate the Miz. Like I'm sorry, I know people like him. I fucking hate the Miz. I don't want the Miz anywhere near like any non shitty WWE Studios film. Um, but yeah, I mean, so uh, and again, I enjoyed it. Uh, I wish they would have used that OG Mortal Kombat theme at times. Um, I very, I, I, I talked about it with Nick. There's the character of Cabal. Is that his name? Yes, Cabal. I very much enjoyed every time he was on screen talking shit about Kano. Cause it was always just like that scumbag piece of shit is a fucking douchebag and everyone fucking hates like just the, the, you know, that was fun. Um, but I mean, coming from someone who's more of like a more Mortal Kombat fan, um, Dave, how, how did you feel about it? I hated it. Really? Yeah. And here's the weird thing, too. I went in, like, hype. Like, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. Like, I was all in on it. But so I'll tell you, like, one of the things, and you mentioned that they said that this is pre-tournament. I was upset that they didn't show the tournament. Um, And also, okay, 
let, let me tell you all the stuff I liked. The Scorpion Sub Zero stuff, great. I love, I loved um, Sub Zero and his portrayal, like particularly, like it was, especially like one, my one gripe from the original movie, the nineteen ninety five movie, was the way that they used the two of them. You know, they're bitter like blood rivals, mm-hmm. and so we got to see some of that, and we got to see, you know sort of the genesis of that and so anyways i i really enjoyed it um joe taslam as sub-zero great um what i didn't like i didn't like cole um i think they really shoehorned him in there and i know why they did it and he's, he's kind of like our avatar into the world but <sighs> every <laughs> there's just a lot of corny stuff throughout the movie like for instance I don't know how you avoid this. I'm not a director, but it always seemed like everyone was just announcing what their name was. I'm Kung Lao, descended from the great, you know what I mean? And it would just be like <laughs> a mini exposition bomb anytime someone was introduced. Um, also, Shang Tsung didn't do any Shang Tsung stuff. Like, he sucked someone's soul, but like, you know, he didn't shape shift, he didn't use any deceptive practices. Um, he kind of had the B team as far as villains go, um, aside from Sub Zero. I, I mean, I would consider Cabal maybe a B team guy. Um, as far as Cabal goes, I liked the way he looked. I liked the way he moved on screen. I even liked the shit talking. I just didn't like the voice. He sounded like a New York cabbie. He's like, yeah, okay, you know that piece of shit. I'm gonna go over there, and you know, then I'm gonna go get myself a slice of pizza. You know what I'm talking about? There, there <laughs> was, like, yeah, there was that. There was definitely some, yeah, New York twang, or just some, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It just, it just seemed out of place because, like, you have Shang Tsung's like Sub Zero. I need you to kill, you know, Hanzo Hasashi, and then he's like, I'm not, I'm by, I'm behind. I'm not Sub Zero. And then this guy's like, yeah, that that piece of shit. I want to take a dump on him. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> Um, Goro got punked out, which I guess is probably a Mortal Kombat movie tradition. Like he let this guy, first of all, this guy's a bad MMA fighter. And then all of a sudden he knows Kung Fu and then he beats Prince Goro, who's the reigning champion of the tournament. So I don't know what they're going to do for the tournament. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kano was great. Although I was kind of disappointed that like they gave him a laser eye, but not part of his metal face. And I thought they showed his metal face in the trailer. So I, I could be wrong, but I don't recall really. I, I, I again, I watched the trailer the one time, and that was it because I just I didn't want it. You know, I, I didn't want to. I didn't, just didn't want it to be spoiled yeah. for me because I mean there were some stuff in the trailer that um, I didn't spoil, but like you know sometimes it, it would come up, and I was just like, oh yeah, like. Of course, of course, this person was, you know, like, oh, of course, Scorpion was going to come back because they showed it in the trailer. Well, and, and so while, while I will say the Scorpion Sub-Zero stuff was probably some of my favorite, I was annoyed because almost everything we saw of Scorpion, we saw in the trailer. Yeah. And and we see Scorpion at the beginning and then we don't see him until like the last like 10 minutes of the movie. I'm like, what the hell? So, like, I don't know. I didn't like the Arcana stuff where, you know, they learn to unlock their abilities. I don't know. I just maybe maybe I'm at the phase of my life where I'm just like a 
curmudgeonly old man that just doesn't like new stuff. But like, I, I really went into this wanting to like it a lot. Um, oh, it, oh, and the other thing was they really emphasized how how in-depth they went with the fatalities. And I feel like we didn't get that much. We got Goro got disemboweled and is, you know, stabbed. And then we got the Kung Lao spinning hat thing, which was really sweet. Jack's losing his arms. And then I don't remember anything else. I mean, I kind of... So. kind of to touch on like something that you, that you said where it's like you sometimes feel like I'm also the old man like yelling at the clouds about these things but I think and like uh and talking uh, well like last week so we, when we did the Mortal Kombat 95 review like uh friend of the show Juan David like he talked about specifically with like the Mortal Kombat theme song where it's like I get it they're trying to they're trying to do their own thing and put their own twist on it which is why I feel like you know, like Shang Tsung didn't really do much aside from like, this is who I am as well as with Raiden. Cause there's been a lot of like memes where like yes. Raiden did, they didn't do a lot, but I, again, I think this was like, Hey, these are, these are the characters we're introducing as well as like you get at the end of the film where Raiden's like, we gotta, you know, uh, we gotta get together like more people for this tournament. Um, I, I was really kind of fine with Goro being taken out because it's like, I don't know. Did I mean? Would you really want to see more of Goro? Like you know, like it was just kind of just like you know what I got. I got enough Goro, like, and and maybe it's different for fans of the Mortal Kombat franchise. We're like, no, he's more like an actual character. But um, I definitely think like if we get a sequel, which kind of looks likely um, that we're gonna get a sequel. Like I know. Um, like those Mortal Kombat films have never been a critical success, but I think right. I think monetarily wise, like it did okay enough, especially during a pandemic where they're just like, yeah, you know, maybe let let's do a second one. Um, and I think, I think that uh, if they can improve on some of these things that like people are complaining about, because they are valid things too that like people are complaining about as far as like, um, again, like the story was a little just sloppy, you know. Yeah. Um, I think maybe they well, can. The other thing too, I think, again, like I'm not the hugest Mortal Kombat mark. It, it holds a very dear place in my heart, but there is a lot of very expansive lore in Mortal Kombat that I think that they can almost take uh, the Marvel Cinema, you know, universe approach where, like, they could have just done a Scorpion Sub Zero movie and people would have, like, you know cream themselves over it they would have been like oh this is what we want um like you know to find out what what are what are by hans uh motivations for killing you know hanzo's entire bloodline you you could you could make a whole like kung fu epic sort of thing out of that and you know i just really feel like all the good stuff was kind of glossed over we we got some of it but like they really focused on this Cole character, and I was like, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, I, I really feel like I'm being an old stick in the mud, and, and like, because like my best friend, you know, Mike was like, he called me up, he's like, oh man, did you catch that Mortal Kombat? I was like, I hated it, and he was like, what? <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me. I mean, that that was Oops, that, that huh? was that was also my kind of reaction when you when you told me because like, again, like I I genuinely like enjoyed it where um, yeah. 
again, maybe it'd be different if I if I was more steeped into the lore because that was the one thing that I did talk about with Matt Nix afterwards, um, where I was like, I I am now interested. Like, I don't I don't want to play the video games because there's just there's too many, you know, like to have to catch up to all that i'm just like Ugh, no thank you um which is kind of why like i've never there's like a, a specific like a, a lot of games that i just haven't played for that specific reason where i'm just like yep. you're too far in like i'm okay um but uh yeah like i one of the thing i was interested in was like going back and kind of learning more about some of these characters um but yeah no i i think you know if you're kind of on the fence about watching it, I, I would definitely watch it because, like, listen, it's it can't it's not any worse than Annihilation, you know. Like, I don't definitely. I don't think any Mortal Kombat anything it will be as bad as Annihilation, because um, it's definitely like it suffers from video game movie sequel syndrome, uh, yeah. which is very big in the '90s. But I, I think you'll be fine if you watch this. Um, another thing that I was like as surprised that people were really divisive on was this last episode of the Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, it actually got like a rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, and I can, I really? can, yeah, I can kind of see both sides. Like I, so I, I talked about it la- yesterday or Saturday on the um, post wrestling MCU. Later, they had like a live call in show, and I kind of talked about it, you know, with, like WH and waiting and and friends and shit uh where i was like there's almost like this goldilocks effect of like where to me wandavision was nine episodes not long enough and uh uh, falcon winter soldier was six episodes um that were long but again just or you know it was just like like to me you got to kind of find this solid ground where it's like to me the perfect show would be like eight to nine hour long episodes because right. this, I mean, most people's complaint with this last episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier was just how rushed it felt. Like, and yeah. like, there's like very like to me the only thing I was not like a fan of was like that very corny scene where, uh, you know, our new Captain America is talking to these like government officials just out in public while everyone's recording them. Like, it just it felt so just corny where it's like. See, I love that. Yeah, you know, I was just like, oh, yeah. come on. Um, but it, it almost felt, yeah, like if I, I think that like if this if this series had like another episode or two, it would have been fine. Um, but then it is also kind of like tricky navigating because I remember with like the Netflix, um, their Netflix Marvel shows, they were all like 12 episodes and there were some there were some times where you're just like you could definitely cut out two or three episodes and just make it a solid like eight or nine um but i mean i think overall like listen i enjoyed this show way more than i did wandavision and again i think part of it was just that like i wanted more wandavision than they gave us you know and i mean again i thoroughly enjoy the show like anthony mackie's he's he's just awesome you know him and sebastian stan are both fucking great um minor quibbles here and there like the whole sharon is the uh what is it well power broker power broker storyline doesn't make any sense and i very much feel like they're gonna go with like uh she's a scroll like if we find out she's a scroll i wouldn't be surprised um but 
because well, eventually got to get some evil scrolls if we're going to have a secret invasion. So, which is what they're doing. They're doing of their full on yeah. doing secret invasion. Um, I know yeah. they had the Russo brothers had straight up said like, oh, if they brought us back for like a secret war, secret invasion kind of thing. We'd totally do it. Which I can't imagine. That's not the next like crossover right. film. I mean, there's a straight up secret invasion show that they just cast uh, Emilia Clark in it. Uh, you know, and you already have. Um, what's his face? Old Nick Fury in it, Sam Jackson. So it's, it's coming. But the one thing I am excited though is the this like Dark Avengers slash Thunderbolts team that we're seemingly going to get because um, you have uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus as Madame Hydra. You know she's already she got U.S. agent. She got her U.S. agent, and you know there's a line where she's like, "Things are about to get weird." Um, I very much think that's what we're getting next. Uh, and I'm kind of excited about that as well as I thought that what was really cool was the whole Isaiah Bradley thing. Again, another thing that didn't yes. make sense was how he got a gold statue made yes. of Isaiah Bradley <laughs> commissioned that quickly. And then he, how he got this exhibit installed into this, into the Smithsonian so quick. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure there was some sort of like movie magic timeline gap. As far as I'm concerned, it'd been a day that it passed. And yep. I was just like, what, Huh? But um, yeah, what were what were just your some of uh your some overall kind of feelings on this on this series or season finale? They didn't say series, but maybe we'll get another season. Yeah, well, well, they they were talking about that there might be a, a Falcon Winter Soldier two, and then they also announced Cap four, which I'm assuming clearly is going to be Sam Wilson. Um, I I'll tell you what, I was super hyped for Wandavision. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too hot on Falcon Winter Soldier, only because um, I don't know. They, they would show clips of it, and they would show them trying to have like witty, like witty uh, buddy banter, and I was like, it just seems forced. I don't know. That being said, once I started watching it, I'm like, wow. And, and here's the other thing too: I was a very big guy. Like Winter Soldier should have got the shield, so I was kind of upset at that. I was like, I don't, I don't think. Anthony Mackie could carry a Captain America movie. I'm completely eating crow now because like watching this, um, I, I would definitely be very excited for a Sam Wilson, Captain America movie. Um, I think, um, it it did feel rushed. I do kind of like six episodes, one hour each. Um, but if they gave me eight or nine, I wouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, yeah, they, they did rush a lot of stuff, um, with Sharon Carter. I personally don't think she's the actual power broker cause she never actually says I am the power broker. Um, they, they infer that she is, and then she just accepts it. And I think if you're being deceptive or if you're trying to be a certain way, you'll use that to your advantage. I think she's working as maybe the public face of the power broker, but I still think Armin Zola is the actual power broker. Really? I don't know. That's going to, yeah, I don't think that's, I don't know if that's going to come to bear, but um, it just seems weird because here, here's the thing. She's been in Madripoor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also part of the blip. She's been gone for five years. So for us to assume that she came back and then built an empire in, in the high city of Madripoor in like a year or two. It just doesn't feel 
like it makes sense now maybe maybe is that like a weird continuity error i don't know but um the other thing i did like uh john walker really kind of redeeming himself he, he was very he was a very hateable character as captain america but him realizing oh man i've been a shithead and maybe the super serum was really getting me fired up you, you know it was basically roid rage he was experiencing and then him deciding to save the people and then seeing him get his u.s agent costume and then uh Madam Hydra leaves and then he's with his wife and he goes, I'm back. I'm back. He just seems so happy. And it's just like his whole character arc was. If you're someone as distinguished and skilled and as decorated as him. And then the, you know, the U S government comes up to you and says, we want you to be captain America. Who would say no to that? Right. So you can't really fault the guy for, he clearly loves his country. Um, and I do honestly think he was trying to be the best Cap he could be. Maybe not well suited to that, but he was trying. And I just think uh, the redemptive idea of him being like, yes, I'm U.S. agent. I, I'm back in the game was pretty cool. Um, I do want to say one thing that I just realized about Endgame. Um, and it, it, it stems from the last episode. So you know how Bucky... And Falcon were trying to get the shield off of John Walker, right? Mm -hmm. They had this big fight, and they actually break his arm to get him to let go of the shield. Mm -hmm. It's an inverse moment of that final scene in Endgame where, you know, Cap is the only one left, and he's looking at all the forces of Thanos, and, you know, he straps his shield on. Mm -hmm. His arm was broken. Oh, really? If you go back and watch it with this in your head, his hands are trembling when he's reaching for his for his shield and he straps his arm together as like a splint because like he took that blow holding the shield. It was enough to break the vibranium shield. So his arm was broken. His shield is broken in half. And he says, I'm still standing. And he he, stra- he like pulls the strap to tighten his bones back together. And you can tell he's like, oh, it hurts so bad. So it was like this weird parallel you know, Captain America standing strong with his broken arm against the army of Thanos before, you know, everyone comes back. And then you have John Walker. They had to break his arm to get the shield off of him. So it was kind of I don't know if they intended to do that, but like <laughs> I don't know why I went back and watched it. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. So like that makes Captain America that much cooler to me, th- like thinking he broke his arm and he's still like, screw it. I'm I'm all in no matter what. So I will say it is um, it is insane to me it is full-on white privilege to me that this guy caved a man's chest in like yes recorded people record like this would if this happened now this would be replaying on twitter on facebook your aunt who's on facebook would be like holy shit did you see oh my god david did you see that you know like it would just be playing constantly over and over um and he and just gets off. He got. He walked away scot free, like that oh, was. Well, and, not, not exactly scot free. I mean, they, they other than honorable. First of all, they should have just dishonorably discharged him. But they, he got other than honorable, and then he lost all rank and all, like he didn't get his pension or anything, which is not enough clearly for what he did. But um, yeah, he, the fact that he's still able to walk free after clearly premeditated murdering someone in another country's jurisdiction 
as an ambassador for America, it's wild that he was able to walk away from that. Yeah, I mean, listen, maybe you could you could say it was diplomatic community or something like that. I don't know, maybe. but um, yeah, he, yeah. But, I mean, I think overall, yeah, like like you mentioned, it was like I wish you would have just seen a little bit more of John Walker because it's like you like yeah. you get it, you know, like you understand as much as like even with me as much as i was like nah fuck him i i, I kind of wanted to hate him it's like I, I get it you know like they you made this monster and now you're just like whoa whoa, whoa what's going on here well, and, and also he's he's act he's asked to step into some really big shoes and like i said who wouldn't who wouldn't do that you know if you were someone of that pedigree who wouldn't do that and who wouldn't be honored to maybe make the best go of it but again, like he really had this re- really bad uh, psychosis about, I'm Captain America, please respect me. <laughs> and like clearly no one did. Mm-hmm. And then also he had this really bad inferiority complex because he wasn't a super soldier and he's just getting his ass kicked. And all he's thinking is like, wait, maybe the, maybe the final key to this is I need to take the super soldier serum. And then it drove him over the edge. But. Um, the other thing I'd like to add to the one big complaint I heard from anyone that complained about the episode was that big speech that uh, Sam gave. W- was it a little corny and ham-fisted? Yeah, but I-, I liked it. I think it. I think it was very much in the tradition of Captain America to give a speech of talking about you know our our better angels and you know um, how we can do better to help those that can't be helped by themselves. I thought it was good. And then I also liked um, he's sitting there talking with Bucky and so someone says cap and then Bucky's like, I think they're talking to you. Like that was a really nice, like for, for Sam, it's really settling in. Hey, I, I am Captain America. This is cool. And so, yeah, I, I, I was happy with it. Um, it'll be really cool to see what happens with winter soldier from here on out. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was pretty happy with it, I, and I can't wait for Loki, which I think is like the next one, right? Yeah, Loki is the next one. I think at some point, uh, Black Widow is supposed to come out, which, like, just put it out already, you know? Like, it, it's I yeah, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily excited for it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't really excited for it to begin with. Like, I've never really been a big fan of uh, the Black Widow character. Like, I felt like there was other. Uh, like women, female characters that we could have been focusing on. Like to me, it's a shame that Wasp doesn't ever really right. get introduced until uh, what is it like Ant Man, uh, Ant Man Two, really. You know, and I, I get it. They go with a different I, whatever. You know, um, at this point, it's like just let's just get this out of the Play way. It already. Yeah, yeah, let's just get it out of the You're way. Not get any more juice out of that squeezed lemon? Like just. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know what I have like uh, been watching a lot of though that, that like I kind of mentioned um, to you beforehand is uh, I've been watching a lot of TikTok. Uh, friend of the show, yeah. Drew, Drew Boyd, um, he's always like tagging me in TikToks and stuff like that, and so I downloaded the app because it's just it's easier to watch them through there. Um, and I started like I and very much in the, like the way their algorithm works is like I found some like conspiracy like channel and i started following that so now i keep getting all these like very creepy like horror ones or whatever some are fun some are like 
some are clearly hoaxes and stuff like that. Like there was one, there was just like, there was a Russian zombie attack and I'm like watching the video and everyone in the comments were like, um, Hey, no, this is from this like video game. It was like from like some call of duty video game. Um, but I've been, I've been reading a lot, a lot about like the ancient Sumerians and like, um, the Anunnaki, like alien, just all this like alien shit. And, like i i very i very much feel like um at some point so we we kind of mentioned well i guess we'll talk about it here so dave and i have kind of been tossing around the idea of after episode 100 kind of changing up the format of the show as far as like um we won't necessarily have a wrestler interview every single week um you know kind of just we'll have we'll still have them you know we'll still talk to uh wrestlers and people within the world of wrestling but we kind of just want to like branch out a little bit and like hey this week we're talking about the lost city of atlantis and next week we're gonna talk about i don't know just all sorts of things you know kind of just city of atlantis again yeah the lost city of atlantis again because that's that's all scrump ever talks about um (laughs) i definitely think we gotta do some sort of like alien like video because i've been reading a lot about these sumerians and the anunnaki and how like like it's got to be real right like there's so much like government coming like the government's coming out with so much shit like i've been reading a lot about giants like if if you would have told me like a week or two ago that like (laughs) giants were as much of a part of like history as they were i'd be like "Eh, get the fuck out of here but like i'm starting to think they were a real thing david like and i know it sounds silly but like there was and there was this one story which like i looked it up and supposedly it's a hoax but it was like uh it was this it it happened in like iraq or afghanistan um they might be both the same place i don't i'm an ignorant american and don't really know much of my middle east um but there was uh some soldiers that went missing so they sent another troop to go out there and find them um they get to the you know the the, the checkpoint where they were supposed to be at and they encounter a giant you know a, a giant man um they were like he smelled just like like because they found the cave they're like this cave just smelled like decomposing people you know and there was this giant and it killed one of the people uh, killed a few of the soldiers and then they wind up killing that giant um it was they were like no and they were like yeah and i guess it was like from someone who was supposedly there and you know he he whistle blew and i think you know he uh he mysteriously died after that so people were trying to lend some credence into that story but like if you look if you like if you look it up there's tons of stories throughout like history of giants you know like um so many of these like ancient civilizations talk about these giants coming from the sky except for wouldn't you know it christianity and catholicism the only two that don't seem to it seems to kind of just be a recurring theme where it's like all these other cultures of the world everywhere you know thousands of miles apart with no way of them communicating all kind of just uh seemingly uh, talking about the same things going on um and then you know you have like the christians and the catholicisms are like no but the baby jesus um well, there, were, there were giants in christianity are there okay i've not listen, I've, yeah, like goliath famously is like the, the main one everyone remembers but um like a lot of people in christianity believe that giants are the product of angels from heaven having sex with earth women oh shout out those that, giants that's a whole that's a whole thing that is that is an actual thing but um yeah actually 
you mentioned Drew Boyd. Um, Drew lives in Australia. Am I correct? Yes, he does. So I want to, Drew, if you're listening, I want to do something. And this has been done before by other people on the internet. But I want to get together with Drew and I want to find a time that both of us can do something at the same time. I want to go out and I want to grab a slice of bread and put it on the ground at the same time as he does. And then we'll both be making an earth sandwich at the same time. <laughs> Here I was, I was just like, okay. One from Australia, we're going to make an earth sandwich. Drew, make it ha- make my dream come true. We'll take a picture of it. We'll promote it on Twitter. And let's, let's make an earth sandwich, guy. <laughs> Here I was like, okay, what sort of weird scientific thing are they going into? And you want to make an earth sandwich. Uh, Can you imagine how awesome that would be? <laughs> I That would be pretty good. And I think once Drew listens to this, um, he will he'll probably very much uh, be yeah. yeah he'll probably be down <laughs> for that um hey kind of speaking of, of Drew and you know some friends of the show uh, I want to give a shout out to the people who who subscribe to our patreon of course um like I mentioned we have I we've you guys at the twenty dollar tier I'm I will be messaging you guys we're gonna get you as far as for recording um in the uh, the our movie reviews with you um so our our office right now this is probably the last podcast i'm going to do in in our office right now for the time being there's some renovation going on here at uh you know the pwt cast uh studios and so this office will be made a a wee bit smaller but we are gaining a lot more space up here um our own bathroom also as well uh which is awesome so i'm not too sure where we'll be where Dave and I will be recording, we might have to go back. Actually, Nick's office is right here, so we could probably just go into Nick's office and record. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jesse and Clifford Frazier, both of you guys are in town, so we will probably – or no, Je- Jesse's not in town. Jesse, come down from Wisconsin. Come down, buddy. We, we want to – Yeah, make the trip. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't drive up to Wisconsin anymore, you know. Amber ruined that for us, but it's all right, Jesse. I've still got you. Um, but I want to give a shout out to some of the the patrons of the show, of course. Uh, without them, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, we'd be paying a lot more uh, to upkeep the show and for <laughs> equipment and stuff. But they help. Uh, they help with those costs as well as uh, you know, um, just make us happy. You know, I love every time you know we get a new subscriber. Just every time people talk to us about our con- like um, when again like we mentioned like last week with uh, juan david where he talked about and it's happened with a few people actually who have been like yeah based on you guys doing all this like fun patreon stuff like it kind of lights the fire underneath their asses to want to do stuff and like to hear that you know from 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 our peers essentially it's like that's always it's always a fun thing to hear but uh i want to give yeah. a quick shout out to clifford frazier jesse Colenberg, mark villanueva joshua davis uh ryan mears ryan's also in town maybe we could uh Get him on a movie show. Shout out, Ryan. Yes. Uh, Neil Flanagan, our man Neil, uh, Shannon Howanick, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, who I will be uh, on his podcast. I think we're recording this week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I'm, I'm, we'll be recording uh, his podcast, which Dave did an episode as well. Um, yeah, they're fun guys. Uh, I'd be happy to do it again if they asked me. So, Oh, hell yeah uh going on um we have taffy of course uh love me some taffy vivian i bought vivian a cup from pequods because she really wanted one and um 
you know this is what friends do she also wore a pwt cash shirt you know vivian one of our biggest supporters uh another one of our biggest supporters anthony torres as well uh i believe i saw on facebook i believe he got a new haircut um you know anthony always looking very dapper uh our boy brandon from new jersey i hope that once this pandemic is over i'll fly out to jersey and then uh Brandon and I will make the trip up to Toronto to to visit our friends up there. Um, WH Park, of course, the great and powerful WH Park. And last but not least, uh, John Cena, who I, I mentioned before, um, does a show called Shot in the Dark, where he just reviews everything, like all everything going on within the world of wrestling in under 15 minutes. Like this guy talks about 205 Live, Impact, all the stuff you don't want to watch. He watches and, you know, uh, the band reviews it all in under 15 minutes so god bless him uh and again hey if you are interested in uh signing up for the patreon as well like i mentioned uh pwt cat or patreon.com forward slash pwt cast um all the sticker people we've uh we'll be sending those out as well as with uh, another special little fun item that i got made um yeah. just for fun i just saw it and i was like oh you know what i think they will like this as well um as well as we finally got the logo for uh scrump and stings family video made which uh very awesome logo like dave dave does this dave does this thing a lot where he's like hey i I have an idea for something and i'm just like yeah like do it and then he draws it up and then he's like i don't know if this is any good and it's always like the coolest fucking thing and i'm just like dave what the fuck that is amazing. You know, like very much in the same way I'm sure like uh Vincent Van Gogh's friends were like, dude, like that looks amazing. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to cut off my ear because I, I love Cause this. I don't... Yeah, because this woman doesn't love me or something like that. Like I very much want to cut off my ear sometimes when I see how how talented Dave is at uh, graphic design. And here I am. I'm like, I can write text. Uh, on uh, Beautiful i love it yeah beautiful text that's about as i cut my ear off for your text (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know that's uh, again if you want to go sign up over there we have a lot of fun episodes we just recorded one for safety not guaranteed um a movie that i love very dearly and like it gets it gets a little deep at some point you know at some point i I start uh almost felt like a little therapy session yeah i mean Again, like we talked about it on the episode, safety not guaranteed, not not on people's backlogs of things like they have to watch. But if you do watch it, you'll know what we're talking about. It is a feelings bomb. So uh, get out there and watch it if you guys have a chance. Yeah, and hey, again, again, uh, this um, I th- I'll release a Friday again, um, like I did with the other one. But oh, you know what? I'm so for the Bulk and Skull episode, that one too. It's like the first like twenty thirty minutes is kind of just. Dave and I going all over the place talking about like planet fitness, planet fitness and bullying and stuff like that. Um, but I, I'm going to release it this week. Cause I just, I, so I completely forgot that I hadn't already done it. Uh, my buddy Louis Medina and I, a few weeks back now we recorded just a random episode where he was in town. And like I mentioned, he's a person that literally introduced me to podcasts. He would always talk about Adam Carolla show and, um, yeah we recorded just like a random episode like if you if you know lewis as well like where if you went to high school with me um a lot of fun stories there like it it was one of those things where and like i kind of taught like i was talking about it again when i was out, out to dinner with vivian and diana where like i forget i forget like how old we are you know like 
I very I very much feel like I'm about so I'm about to hit six years now at Pro Wrestling Tees, which is insane. That's the longest I've ever been at a job. Um, prior to that, it was like two years. I think that I'd been at like most jobs, and like I'm about to hit six years at Pro Wrestling Tees, and it does it doesn't feel that it doesn't feel it. You know, like I've I very much become one of the senior staff members. Uh, and this again just doesn't feel that way um and yeah it is always kind of just fun to look back and kind of just see where you are at certain points in life like i i'll even think back to where i was like personally you know like in my life like the one thing that with like facebook memories that comes up all the time it's just like ugh, there's so much cringe shit that i used to like like i was very big like in uh i'm clearly not a religious person and i had to t- i had to let everyone know how stupid i felt Oh, how stupid i thought they were for celebrating whatever religious holiday you know like i had to let every single person know that i thought easter was stupid for whatever reason you know or i had to let everyone know and it's just like one of those things where i'm like now i'm just like oh geez like shut up you know but it, it, it's very funny because I, I i dare to say i think most of us are like that you know like um there tends to be a lot of whenever someone fucks up um and like says some and and, you know they're like oh this person said or did this when they were younger it's like yeah like you do and say a lot of fucked up things when you're younger and it's usually not uh until you have the benefit of hindsight to kind of look back on those things and be like oh i shouldn't have said or, or done that you know like especially with just how quickly the world changes and what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable you know like there's oftentimes like like oh like people are too woke or or things like that and it's just like i mean sure maybe but like there's also a point where it's like you have to kind of take accountability for the things that you say and do because like um it's not just because like you and i are comfortable with you know with a certain word or phrase or how things are said like doesn't mean everyone is and i think and again i think that's mostly just comes with age you know like I know I, I know me and my friends said and did a lot of fucked up shit when we were kids, but well, we we were actually talking about this last night. You know, we every Saturday we we get on the griddle and you know we kind of hang out in the garage and then which by the way we totally got to record one one of these episodes just oh. f- full on griddle in the background, you know, making noise. Yeah, yeah, but we, we were sitting there and for some reason the topic of racism came up and it's always cool. Like you're sitting there, my daughter, you know, she she's of the age where hanging out with the pe- the parents are not cool but she does it on saturdays and she really has fun and we're just talking about you know racism came up and you know we're like uh for some reason there seems to be oh i know what it was one one of my dad and uncle's old friends who i love dearly is on facebook and he hates he hates uh trans people <laughs> like very clearly he'll He's constantly making jokes about Caitlyn Jenner. And, you know, I remarked that there's something about guys that are like in their 60s in the Midwest that just were bred to have casual racism and, uh, you know, homophobic. That was just a thing. And like it's really hard for someone, I guess, at that age to maybe just turn around and just admit that they're being a shithead about stuff. And so – we were talking about it and then my wife was like, well, do you think my dad was maybe racist? And I was like, maybe a little bit. Like he was never like outwardly like burning crosses on people's lawns, but 
you know, people of that age generally, you know, we all know what we're talking. There's always someone that comes to family dinner and they always have like a spicy take on something. And so I, I, I then thought I was like, well, I don't think they mean to be, but they grew up where outward racism was a thing. And then every generation we try and get better. And then we talked about us, you know, I was like, there was times when, you know, we used the R word to refer to our friends about stuff or we would call, we would use gay as a pejorative. And it was just something that like didn't even occur to us could affect someone. And then now fast forward, I've got my daughter and she has many trans friends where that like when I was that age, that was some kind of weird, you know, mystical thing that those, those aren't weird. And if they are, or those aren't real. And if they are, they're weirdos. And now like, you know, we try and, at least a good human being will try and take those things and internalize them and say, Hey, maybe I have blind spots. Maybe I have racist blind spots. Maybe I have, you know, homophobic or sexist views on stuff that maybe I, I don't outwardly say, and maybe I don't hate people like that, but you know, I've said, I've called people gay a lot when I was younger. And now I, I cringe thinking about that. Now that you mentioned, you know, cringing at old stuff. So, you know, it's all about leaving the next generation better than we were. And, and hopefully, you know, Peyton, my daughter will take that and then instill stuff that maybe she didn't even think was being whatever ist it is, you know, because we didn't even think about it, but, um, you know, no, let's just be what good, nice people, you know? No, I, I totally get what you mean. Like there's like anytime, like I, I don't know if you know, David, but I have a very strong distaste for, uh, police, you know, um, I'm not sure if I've ever talked about that on the show, uh, yeah. but it's like one of those things where like I'll try to breach this topic with people who didn't grow up in the city of Chicago. And I don't want to say like oh, I grew up in the mean street. Like I didn't grow up on the west side or the south side right. where it was as prevalent as it was. But like dude, like there was no shortage of like my friends and I being harassed by police for the simple fact that we were that darker skin yeah that we were darker skin you know yeah like whether you want to admit it or not white privilege is a thing and like the way i kind of talk so there was uh like uh, this boy who got shot in chicago adam toledo and the video was going around like whether you want like it's not up for debate like the police straight up murdered this child in cold blood you know there's the yeah. body cam footage you see the police they put your hands up he puts his hands up, he has no weapon, and they shoot him anyway, you know? And, like, there's people, there's so many, like, well, he shouldn't have been out this late. And it was just like, does being out past curfew justify murdering someone? And well, it, and that's the, that's the other thing, too. One, it's, it's not a death sentence to be out late. But, and we see this tactic a lot, too, when it comes up with, uh, you know, prominent people in the black community getting shot and then becoming symbols for, you know, what's wrong with the system. Everyone will say, yeah, but George Floyd did this, look at his rap sheet and oh, he had fentanyl and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, well, let's say for arguments, like we'll give you that. We'll say this guy was guilty of commissioning, you know, in the commission of a crime, even guilty criminals don't get, aren't supposed to be murdered either. Yeah. Cops aren't supposed you know, to kill, kill you. Yeah. Cops, cops aren't supposed to kill criminals or non-criminals. They're not supposed to kill anyone. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
it, it's a divisive subject for a lot of people. Um, like I said, I'm not, I'm not as, as adamant in your belief that all cops are bastards, mm-hmm. but I, I will say I know enough cops to know that there are good ones, but I'm, I also know enough cops to know that there's something about the profession that really attracts uh, hard asses with it, Napoleon complexes that are just they're there because they want to brandish a certain amount of power. And it's something to do with their psyche, something to do with uh, the way they feel about their place in society. But I mean, and we're seeing it lots, a lot more. And, you know, there, there's this saying going around, it's not more racist, there's just more camera phones. And I really think that maybe maybe it's a combination of the two. You know, we're, we're finally starting, had, had people not had body cams or cell phones to see some of the stuff we've seen lately, that might have just, you know, George Floyd might have just been, oh, the guy died, sorry. And that guy would have gone on roughing people up and being a dickhead. Exactly. And there is like, so it's it, it's kind of like what I was talking about is like there's certain times so there's listen there's there's people that we know that when Derek uh whatever his fucking name is got like convicted Trump. yeah they were like upset you know and yeah. it was one of those things where it bummed me out but like in my head like I had to cognize that as like I don't ex- I don't expect a an older white man to understand right. you know because that's the thing where it's like a lot of times like there's again like a, someone else that I know was like, well, you need more police. Like Chicago has more police per capita than any other city in the world. So if more police was the way to solve like crime, then we'd be, you know, a perfect utopia. Crime free. Yeah. yeah. Crime free. You know, we'd be a perfect utopia, but that's just, that's not the way it works. Like you need to stop giving police all this money yeah. and put that money back into like, uh, and in, into the, these communities, you know, because it's like, like I won't ever besmirch someone for like, oh, they they had to turn to gangs because because it's like, well, you don't. Again, I never had to turn to that, but it's like I get it. Some people, it, it's a, it's a whole complex issue to get into on just one podcast, yes. you know. But it, it's a lot of those things where it's like some people just don't want to learn. They don't want to um, look at anything any other way than the way they view things. And that's not going to change, you know? And to me, it's kind of like you mentioned earlier, you know, the best thing that we can do, the best thing that you, that, that we, <clears throat> that we as a society can do, it's like your racist uncle or aunt, they're going to be your racist uncle or aunt. You're probably right. not going to change their mind, but right. that doesn't mean that, you know, their children, you know, your children, just that the next generation that instill in them that like hey that's not the way this isn't you know the status quo isn't the way it has to be you know it doesn't ever have to be that way because it's like you know 50 60 years ago if you were black like you couldn't even attend the same school as a white person like we forget how recent in history like these things are very young yeah yeah And, and here's the other thing too like I, I, whenever stuff like that happens, like the Derek Chauvin thing and George Floyd, do, do I think that guy was like, man, I can't wait to kill a black person today? No. And do I think when he thought he was putting his knee on the guy's neck, do I think he was like, man, I can't wait till this guy dies and stops breathing? No. But what he did have was a lack of empathy, a lack of respect for another human being, and 
he was playing a little power game and he was being a dickhead. And can you imagine waking up one day, putting on your uniform, feeling great, saying, I'm going to go get some donuts and coffee and we're going to have a chill day. And then because you're an unempathetic dickhead to someone, you killed someone. And now you got to spend the rest of your life in jail where everyone just wants to beat the shit out of you. The biggest thing that I think people should take away and, you know, it's apropos to everything we talked about with racism and sexism and, and all our blind spots and maybe all of our weird predispositions is whatever you're predisposed to, a little empathy goes a long way. And just treating another human being as a human being and you know what I mean? Police relations with minorities in urban centers wouldn't be so adversarial if a lot of them treated people, the citizenry with empathy. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a hard ass. You don't have to be officer dickhead. And when you start realizing that, you don't put yourself in positions where you accidentally kill someone <laughs> and start an entire movement. You know what I mean? And it sucks that something like that has to happen for people to wake up and say, hey, maybe if I'm not a jerk off today, maybe I could make a difference better than putting my knee on someone's neck. So, yeah, no, for sure. Like I, I listen, I, uh, I got into an argument with a, a cousin of mine who not even technically my cousin, but just a cousin of mine because, uh, she was like, she was just going on some sort of like rant. My cousin made a post about, you know, like Derek thing. And she was just like, you guys are all, you guys you guys are all privileged and will never understand like she's not even a cop and i so i don't know where she was right. coming with all this and i was just like like you like you grew up in the hood like what do you right. like what you've do you, seen this. Like, you've seen this like you have been personally harassed and i because you, you've told us you know of this and you know again like i mentioned some people's just you know they won't change and and that's fine again you can't you can't control everyone. You can't control anyone's reactions. You can only control how you react to their reactions is, is what yeah. I've often said. Um, which in, you know, it's, it's true, you know? Uh, but yeah, man, you know, again, uh, you a little know, heavy at the end there, <laughs> a little, a little heavy at the end, but I mean, I guess we can kind of, uh, we can go out with just like a little bit, something a, a little bit more, uh, more lighthearted. Um, I'm trying to think of something lighthearted that we can go out on, David. I mean, Drew, hit me up about that Earth sandwich, bro. Yeah, definitely hit up that Earth sandwich. Yeah, I can't. I cannot wait to get a picture of us holding bread on the ground. <laughs> like you, you I know, saw someone do this, and I was like, I think I know someone from Australia. Holy crap! Let's get this done. You know what I did get in the in? I was I was checking my email earlier today. I got an email from the Jericho Cruise telling me they're like hey you owe us this much money and i'm like yeah. i was like this cruise isn't going to happen like you just got the same email yeah which I mean, it's gonna happen but it's gonna be a while guys like you guys can hold on and why don't you push my payment month back a little bit come on yeah like i'm i'm fully waiting for them to call me i'm like listen i'm not paying any of these late fees number one like you can suck my dick like i'm not paying late fees <laughs> because of a pandemic like i'm just i'm not you know yeah. like it's just this cruise it probably will happen probably not till next year based on science well, also, also we don't know if chris jericho is even gonna be on the boat 
Yeah, you know, like I asked that. I know you asked that question once in the Chris Jericho group, and everyone's kind of a dick about it. Like, yeah, no, what the fuck? Like, that's a- we, we don't know for sure. I do. I know Fozzie's gonna be on there. Yeah, Mongoose McQueen, sure. But what about Chris Jericho? Yeah, they never actually answer that, and that's always one of the things that chaps yeah. my ass. Where it's like, well, this is give me the runaround all the time. Yeah, it's just it's ugh, it's bullshit, Davis. Our asses are chapped. Our asses are chapped, guys. Yeah. Although, I, I listen, I wouldn't, like, uh, someone did post in that Chris Jericho group. Uh, it was like, I think everyone should have to get mandatory vacations. And if you don't think that you need to get, and if you don't want to get a mandatory vacation, you should be you held should be on forced. and forced. <laughs> someone made that post, and there was people who read it as, like, vaccination. Yeah. And, oh, my God, it was the best. Like, listen, I if you don't, if you don't, if you think, like, government's gonna track you or something for getting a vaccine or something like don't be a fucking weirdo like to what end why would they want to you have you have a tracker on your hip every day of your life with your phone yeah they they if they want to know something they will do it yeah um yeah but i'm just i don't know i'm I'm gonna start the sopranos as well i forgot to mention that oh please do let me know what you think. Yeah, I want to start the Sopranos. Like I mentioned, that oh, you know what, Invincible. Invincible's also come out. Uh, I haven't I, watched I, that. I was watching it right now, and I'm like, I'm trying not to spoil it for myself, but uh, it sounds pretty good from what I've been hearing. <laughs> so. All right. Well, um, yeah. Listen, if, if you're listening to this, go watch Invincible. Um, we didn't really have a plan for this episode. Like I mentioned, we were just like, yeah, let's just do an at-home episode and kind of talk about a little bit this or that. Um, oh. You know, the Falcon and the Winter Stank. Uh, you know, that's it's over now. We'll probably have to hear. If we, we'll have to come up with other things to talk about uh, until fucking uh, Loki comes out, which is fine. You know, we can find some other things to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, like I mentioned, um, go ahead and leave us a five-star review over on iTunes, please, if you can. It's very much appreciated. And, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun extra content coming uh, this month. And, uh yeah sign up for the patreon you know like we we have these uh the stickers and stuff will be going out uh we're we're, we had a little flub with uh the membership cards you guys so those haven't gone out yet but uh i might just i'm gonna hit everyone up in that tier of the patreon and might just send everything and then get the card to you at a later time um as well as anyone who signed up for the stickers the stickers will be going out as well like i mentioned with this other exclusive fun item um a lot of logistics over here at the pwt cast um we're spending a lot of plates yeah listen dogecoin is i know it's down right now um i still plan on going to the moon it was down it went down to like eight cents and i didn't i i I wasn't awake at four in the morning to buy david (laughs) it's bullshit you gotta get those alerts oh i do i'm I'm in a group chat uh and i none of us were awake at four in the morning all those fucking all those uk people were though so they all got themselves some pretty cheap doge uh but yeah we're going to the moon dave uh and uh for this week's episode of the pwt cast i've been scrump and this is steak and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show unfortunately we've run out of things to say and so well we must bid you adieu so until next time at the pwt's cast goodbye and good night bang bang